0: Welcome to How to Grow a Pod, the podcast about podcasting from the book How to Start and Grow a Successful Podcast by me, Jilly Smith. This is where you'll find the almost unedited interviews by the pioneers of podcasting, the hobbyists and the pros who feature in the book. This week I'm talking queer podcasting with Tash Walker, Adam Smith and Shivani Darve, the team behind The Logbooks, which won Best New Podcast at the British Podcast Awards in 2020, although none of us knew that at the time of recording. Tash, Adam and Shivani tell us about the niche podcast carved from real stories from Switchboard, the second oldest LGBTQ plus telephone helpline which first opened in the UK in 1974. Tash takes up the story.
1: Yeah, so um, so I found the logbooks in the loft at Switchboard HQ in London and um, it was part of us moving the archive to Bishopsgate Institute and you just open up these books and see all of these incredible handwritten notes, these memories, these stories that it's just jam-packed full of queer history and you just fall immediately into it, you're laughing one second, you're crying the next and you can hear the voices, you can hear the emotion and um, falling off of the pages. So it just it just made sense to 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 read them, to look through them, to catalog them. Um and and as as I was doing this, I was just thinking this this is this is audio, you know. Switchboard is a telephone helpline. It's an information service, but it's it's that connection, it's that spoken communication. So um, it felt like a no brainer to make it a podcast. And then uh, I was giving a presentation for LGBT History Month, and Adam was in the audience. So so that's how uh, we we met each other. He came up to me afterwards and said, "This is amazing. Have you thought about making a podcast?" And so our worlds our worlds aligned. And before we talk to Adam about that moment, what, why
0: did you think audio? What were you doing before? What was your sensibility?
1: Um, why did I think audio specifically for the logbooks? Well, I'm, I work in radio production, so for me, uh, I love the the intimacy of of voice. Um, there's something about listening, uh, both to music, but to also radio and audio and it goes going directly into your ears. I don't know. It's such a personal experience. It feels so connected to someone. Someone's speaking directly into your, into your ear, you know, they're right there with you. Um, it, 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 for me, it's the most intimate experience. It
0: is. And, and podcast even more so, perhaps. I mean, I argue in the book that there's an opportunity for intimacy because it really is a one on one, more than radio, which might be in the car, might be, you know, playing in the background. You might be doing other things to it. With podcasting, there's a, there's an investment in that moment, isn't there? Is that why you chose? to go with Adam's idea.
1: Uh, Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, you you put on your headphones, you you put your headphones over your head, and it's just you and those voices. And it's that incredibly intimate moment. And we love the idea of reading out these logbook entries, which would have been entries heard by the volunteers of the callers, callers spoke directly to them, the volunteers then wrote down these notes. And then we've spoke to volunteers to then read back those notes again and to hear their stories and their words. And there's so much that's conveyed in a tone that you just can't, you know, we lose so much in the way that we communicate at the moment in email and text and on social media. Um, and and really, it, there's so much to be said for how things are said. And I, and I just think that the medium of podcast, it, it just brings it to you. I find it so incredibly touching. I'm already a massive fan of podcasts before we did it. Um, and I just, you know, they're, they're really incredible moments that be, can be captured on audio and poured directly into your ears. Adam, um, so Tash was just talking about that moment
0: when, you know, it became the podcast and we're talking about the intimacy of that experience. For you, were you an audio producer already?
2: Yeah, sort of. I had made a, a podcast series uh, uh, for myself and I was interviewing um men who had sex with men about their history of desire and so each episode was a different interview uh pretty straightforward format just an interview show and so i'd made that for myself and uh with myself and then prior to that i had um also made like a bunch of podcasts a few years ago about scientific research for a, a podcast network called pod academy um all of these things were just and uh, um, things that I was doing um, for fun uh, mainly and to to play around with things. Um, plus I also worked a bit with the podcast team in my old job at The Economist.
0: So we were just talking about the intimacy of the experience mm-hmm. and I'm very interested mm-hmm. in how niche podcasts can reach reach niche audiences. Mm -hmm. What really speaks Mm -hmm. out from this particular podcast is you hear voices that you don't normally associate with podcasts. Older people, older men, uh, you know, who rang the switchboard in the 1970s and are talking about their experiences of being gay, of leaving home, and women as well, um, of leaving home, parents not understanding them. It feels like it's a very different world.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. I wonder how, Mm -hmm. when you're thinking about your audience now, who are you imagining is your audience?
2: I think that there are a few different people that we're trying to speak to in the audience. I mean, um, there, I think there are the the older generation who would remember the periods of time that we're talking about in the first season, um, you know, from the 70s and the early 80s. Uh, so there are people who want to reconnect with that 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 period in in time and then i think there are also um younger people i don't really know the age demographics of podcast listeners if they if it tends to skew younger um then younger than 60 plus then uh i think um we've definitely heard from from people who don't who weren't around in the late 70s or the early 80s or not old enough to remember that that they're interested in learning about that as well so i think that there's an intergenerational conversation thing happening which is the older and the younger sort of talking kind of to each other through the podcast
0: on the podcast yes but i'm wondering about um when you say we hear from people, how, how do people communicate with you other than the people who you put on your podcast and the people in your show?
1: People get in touch with us through different ways. There's obviously the email the same way you got in touch with us. Um, but people will tweet about it quite a lot. That tends to be younger people who will either find us on Twitter um, or will, um, will will sort of Tweet about the logbooks, and then you can find them
2: through the thread like that. Uh, a lot of the reviews mention uh, things like, I'm learning about my history, or I'm remembering this period in my time.
1: Yeah, one of the ones that really stood out to me was when we got um, the, an email from a teacher, so a heterosexual teacher who wrote to us and said that the logbook season one had um, educated her in ways that she'd, she'd never even understood before. And that allowed her to feel like she could better understand her LGBTQ plus students. And that was really powerful. I know we all felt touched by that. The the nature of the logbooks, I suppose, was that we we threw it out there and just hoped uh, that people would listen. But being in partnership with Switchboard, which is a national uh, LGBT plus charity, Um, that many people were aware of that that did a lot for raising awareness of the of the podcast in itself but it it was opening up a a really fascinating um glimpse back into history Uh, and so we did things like work with LGBT History Month and lots of the people that we interviewed went on to do um incredible things like found Stonewall in the 80s and so um yeah so it had it's had a natural um increase in listeners I think. How long has it been going? No, I
2: in think October? October. Late October. But it, but October it was, 2019. But I mean, I think that there's a um we're we're not a weekly show or a daily show or anything like that. We made a season of ten episodes. And I think we've made two yeah. bonus episodes since then. We're now making an, a a second season. And um so uh, our our any growth that we see will be pretty slow.
1: What's important to us is that this history is told and shared and you know, this is uh these are untold stories, as we say, and um, you know it's really important to us as LGBTQ plus people that 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 we help sh- share the stories of those people who are um, who came before us. But Adam, what's the latest on the stats side of stuff? I think it was around twenty five thousand listens that we had. I think
2: it's a bit, a bit slightly over that now, um, but that's roughly when you break it down per episode.
0: It is one of those subjects that really could be taken into a book, a film, a, a Radio 4 series, a, you know, Netflix even. Is anybody contacting you about it? Are there any plans for you to go that route?
1: We, we were recently featured or followed around for an, a documentary that's being made on the um, Admiral Duncan bombings um, for Netflix, um, and that was sort of them exploring how people were revisiting history um so that hopefully will be coming out soon but but no we've not had anyone reach out to us just yet um but i think that you know we're only on season two um switchboard's been going for 46 years so let's let's think we're at the beginning of this journey
0: yeah yeah brilliant
1: and uh which platform do you use Acast. A
0: Cast. That's right. Now you use Supporter as well. I used A Cast and I noticed your supporter. Um, it's the most expensive of the supporter programmes. Um, did you kind of decide oh just you know to do it anyway because you were with ACAST or did you did you have that process?
1: Um so with ACAST we <clears throat> because we um were being in partnership with a charity, they approached us to allow us to be on the platform without any charge so we were sort of their pro bono charity client um so it's really great they've supported us and switchboard um and the podcast because the podcast has been made on a shoestring (laughs) and sort of continues to be so um and it just it just it it goes back to the grassroots element of not only this podcast but the whole queer community so it's been um it's been a real team effort community effort to create it
0: Thanks for listening. You can buy the book How to Start and Grow a Podcast by me, Jilly Smith, featuring all the interviewees in this podcast at any bookshop. Or go to jillysmith.com and click on the bookshop tab. And join me next week when I'm with former BBC producer and now super podcast producer Alison Vernon-Smith.